This is The Topic is Trek, episode 144, for Friday, August 25th, 2023. Coming up in this episode... Wait, Chris Pine was not J.J.'s first choice to play Kirk? Huh? Put down your tablets. There's still no writing going on in Hollywood. What is the current state of Star Trek? All that and more right now on The Topic is Trek. Hey, Trek. See you in September. Welcome to The Topic is Trek, the podcast that runs on impulse power. Join us for a journey where no show has gone before. If it has to do with Star Trek, there's a good chance we'll talk about it. Sooner or later, because on this show, The Topic is Trek. Engage already. Ah, seamless, seamless there. Well, hello, everyone. And my name is Clinton, and welcome to another thrill-packed edition of The Topic is Trek. And as I always say, in order to be a co-host of The Topic is Trek, there need to be other hosts. So first, beaming in to join me from Parts Unknown, but apparently he's slacking off on one of his duties this week. So we're just going to welcome in Mr. Craig Stepp. Hello. Hey, wait a minute. There, I'm in. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're <laughs> beaming yourself in, it's kind of hard to do. And That's right. They, up, they upgraded the transporters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not an upgrade, I don't think. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us this week, filling in for Chuck, who's on an away mission in parts unknown. So please welcome with the hip new catchphrase that all you kids will be talking around, talking about around the water cooler. It's from Crazy Joe Adventures. Mr. Crazy Joe. Well, feed me garlic and call me stinky. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> Wait. Wow. <laughs> well, I should have said that one off uh, 144 episodes ago. All you needed to do. That's right. Well, thank you for coming in to uh, join us, Joe. It's uh, great to have you here again. Oh, yeah. It's good to be here. You're kind of in the ball pit or something going on behind you. I'm not <laughs> yes. sure what's happening. I'll tell you this. This podcast, whenever you guest on this podcast, it's a well-oiled machine, as as Gary said, uh, because I was on the topic is UPN's Mercy Point a few weeks ago mm. and uh, didn't, didn't go so well. Do you remember that show? No. It was a sci-fi space medical drama that was uh, – because of the popularity of ER, they were like, hey, this will be a good companion for Voyager. We'll have Voyager and then Space ER. Yeah. I, you're describing it, and I feel like I maybe just remember the commercials for it and never actually saw the show. Well, I don't think anyone actually saw the show. Yeah. It's off. It, they they, they uh, locked it away with the new Andy Griffith show, right, Joe? <laughs> so Space Above and Beyond must have been around on around the same time as that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Shows that have this huge fan base. So wait a minute. Uh, another podcast that says the topic is at the beginning of it. Is that right? 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, the topic is space above and beyond. Yeah, I was on mm. that one too. <laughs> All yeah. right, we're going to get the lawyers involved. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We can't afford a lawyer, so uh, I guess yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. If anyone wants to work pro bono, get Una's lawyer. Uh, yeah. All right. So we are going to be. Yeah, that's right. So we are going to be covering some news and then we're going to have our first ever kind of just general round table discussion, I guess about uh, top uh, the topic of Trek itself and its current state. So before we start our news, of course we have to, as always say, Hey, Charlie, is it okay with you? If we do subspace chatter, we don't need all that subspace chatter. Um, Charlie's voice sounded really weird. <laughs> I don't know. I think it might have just been me. Might have been my headphones, you know. I think he actually said cheddar. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We well, yeah, subspace cheddar. No one needs that. <laughs> did, did Charlie go to what's the matter you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, let's move on with our first story. And uh, actually, I have the first story. So what am I talking about? Why am I all talking right. to myself here all of a sudden? I yeah. don't There's know. three of us here. Uh, uh, yes, uh, so I'm, trying, I'm trying to like do three screens here. It's <laughs> like a it's a major operation going on right mm-hmm. now, right now over here on the screen. So let me advance this to there. There we go, and then I've got to find the other screen. And once again, a well-oiled machine for me. <laughs> Looking for something a little different to do this upcoming Star Trek day? How about attending a virtual lecture on the multifaceted world of the Federation versus Klingons, Bajorans versus Cardassians? But this discussion isn't necessarily about space battles. Instead, it will focus on the intricate web of diplomatic interactions, power dynamics, and cultural exchanges that shape the franchise's galactic tapestry. Exactly, Eric's. The lecture, presented by John Hopkins Arts and Science alumni Dr. Ar- Darcy Drott, will use the world of Star Trek to facilitate a conversation on an innovative approach to study diplomacy and international re- relations, which sounds uh, makes sense to me. This program will kick off with a special introduction from Jonathan Frakes which one hopes was pre-recorded so that they still have it. Uh, We'll have a link to a page over on the show notes for episode 144 over at the topic is Trek. Wait a minute. Did I? Ding.com. There you go. I'm sorry. I forgot to put the bell in. (laughs) You can sign up to attend the virtual seminar. You do not need to be attending John Hopkins in order to register. However, be aware that there will be a requirement to give a gift donation to the university. And it's unclear if the gift has a minimum level. So you could possibly give a penny to John Hopkins. I don't know. All right, let's move on to our next story. And Craig, you've got that one. All right. So it may have been a uh, may have been a while before we get it may be a while before we get to see the Paramount Plus Starfleet Academy series, but you can make your way to the future San, uh, San Francisco right now. Following a string of recent successes comes IDW's latest Star Trek series, Picard's Academy. It follows a very young Picard as he tries to navigate life, adolescence, and graduating from school. The comic blends teen drama and portrait of a legend, 
Uh, the reader gets to see Starfleet Academy in depth, usually reserved for places like Star Trek Online, all filtered through the lens of a character that is yet to become the Picard that we all know and love. The story is written by New York Times bestseller author Sam Maggs and features art by Ornella uh, Greco. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and the first issue is scheduled to go on sale September 13th, right around the corner. All right. IDW is on a roll here. But he's but he's not bald in this art. No. If there's, thing, if there's one thing we learned from Star Trek Nemesis, it's that's how you know you're looking at a young Picard, because apparently he was always bald. Except in that flashback where he, we, you know, it's like I, w- I was going to say that this this um, comic has real heart, but um, <laughs> oh, didn't want to well, do that. He still got it. Hey, oh, at that point he still got one. That's right. That's right. All right, and Joe, you're next. Oh yeah, uh, if you're a fan of the series Justified or Deadwood or The Mandalorian or mm-hmm. the Santa Clarita Diet or the movie <laughs> Scream Two. Uh, uh, you just might be a fan of Timothy Oliphant, but one role that got away from the old Oliphant was that of the captain of the Starship Enterprise. Mm. During during a recent episode of the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, Oliphant said he was in the running to play one of the younger Enterprise crew members for J.J. Abrams' trilogy of films. He originally auditioned for Dr. McCoy, the role that went to Carl Urban, but he, uh, as production began consider ah the production team began considering him for the role of James T. Kirk, as best as Oliphant can recall, J.J. Abrams had been looking to cast Kirk as quite young, but had not found any standout young actor. So it seemed Oliphant would get the job until they found Chris Pine, mm-hmm. an actor thirteen years younger than Tim. Wow. Uh, even though he was passed on for the part, the actor had nothing but nice things to say about both the audition, Pine himself, and he called Pine a good dude. <laughs> I really like his work. He's one of those guys who makes it look simple and easy. Yeah. I don't hmm. I don't know if I see him playing Kirk or even uh McCoy. I I don't know well, if I can't see anybody but Carl Urban playing that part. So it's like- He did such yeah. I wanted actually to be honest with you after the first movie. I wanted to see more of him, you know, in that role, but which, uh, oddly enough, we didn't, uh, too much, mm. but I've always liked Oliphant. No, uh, yeah, no, he's fine. I just, um, just, I, I don't you know. know I, I don't see him playing him on uh, any of those. Yeah. I have trouble envisioning it either. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. And just a quick, uh, touch base, uh, before we get into our, um, Main topics here, scanning the uh, the news. We have no immediate uh, plans to be going back to work um, with the writers and the actors. Uh, they, they, um, the writers met with producers this week or the, the heads of the studios and so forth mm-hmm. and uh, did not really go all that well. Apparently, the writers felt like they had been blindsided and this was a, a meeting put on just for show. <laughs> to say, oh, you know, everybody should be getting back to work, and look, we're look at we're conceding on one or two things. Mm-hmm. So we're still in it for the long haul, people. Hey, I saw an uh, a clip. Uh, I think it was David Letterman or something. It was on YouTube. Showed up in my feed some for some reason, and I started watching it. And he goes, he talked. It was a little skit he was doing, but it had to do with. Uh, he goes, he starts reading about how we're in the eleventh week of the the writer strike, and I went. 
11. <laughs> 11. Yeah, but it was like, what, uh, tw- 11, 12, 13 years ago, whenever it happened. I just thought that was funny. It took me a minute. I went, 11 weeks. Has it been that long? <laughs> it's been it's been quite a while. Yeah. It's been a long time. Oh, no. We, we, we can't pay for that. <laughs> we can't, cannot pay the rights on those things. That's right. All right. Well, that wraps up the main stories that we've got. However, if you go to the show notes for episode 144 over at the topic is trek.com, I have links to 79 additional stories. Yikes. And they're broken out by series, movies, and other categories. So you can find lots to keep you busy until Trek returns to the screen. All right. And uh, it's, it's a it's a mix it's 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 interesting it's a mixed bag this week of a lot of stuff, but a whole lot of articles about strange new worlds. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the, surprising because that's it, you know the season just ended. Yeah, and it wasn't that great. I don't know what people. Oh wait, yeah. I'm <laughs> what? what? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Chris Pine or uh, Anson Mounts call him uh, right now. Yeah, and Chris Pine. I don't know, for right. some reason. I don't know. Now, my favorite part of the show where I get to say, and I don't know if he's going to respond correctly, however, (laughs) it's time to say goodbye, Charlie. I want to stay, 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 stay. (laughs) I can tell he kind of goes bowwinkle and a bit of of yakko. A little bit. What's going on there? Yeah, a little slider on the the effects there. (laughs) All right. So we're going to try something a bit different. Our main mission is, since there's no new Trek to talk about this episode, we thought it would be a good time to catch our breaths, sit around, and maybe have a table at Quark's after hours, of course, that we can have for ourselves. It's right there, a little table waiting for us, yeah. and discuss the current state of the Trekverse. Now, I'll be playing the part of the moderator a bit on this one, oh boy. but I'll also be jumping in with my thoughts as well. And if you're watching us on the live feed and you can feel free to drop a question in and we'll see if we can get to that as well as we're talking about stuff. So the, my concept for this was, as I was talking about it with, uh, with Chuck and uh, Craig and, um, and, and Joe as well is to just kind of, there's so many things going on in the, the Trek universe right now yet so many things not going on and so many things on hold. Just want to get everybody's opinions and thoughts about all that's going on in Trek at the moment. And I, rather than starting with Strange New Worlds, which, is, which would be the logical place to start, I thought I'd start something that we haven't been hearing much about lately, and that is Star Trek Day. Yeah. Remember when Star Trek Day was a thing for a while? I do. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So it seems like the biggest thing going on in Star Trek Day is going to be that Johns Hopkins yeah. <laughs> talk. Um, I know that it, uh, r- around the time of uh, San Diego Comic-Con, they were telling people that there, were going to, there was going to be a special theatrical screening yes. of Lower Decks mm-hmm. on the 8th, and there's going to be other stuff in there. So have you heard anything more about that? Because I searched, and yes. I can't find any mention of that any place now. Yeah, I, I found that you can get passes. It's okay. in multiple cities on, on the 8th. Um, okay. They're calling it Star Trek Celebration of Animation. Yeah. I believe that's where they're doing those, uh, the animated series uh, inspired shorts that mm-hmm. we 
saw it. Uh, they're going to have them, I guess, the premiere of Lower Decks. But it's in something like eight cities. I know Philadelphia was one. I was at, asking myself, do I feel like driving into Philly <laughs> on, yeah. a, on a Thursday night? Uh, but yeah, and they also announced today. Well, isn't it, uh, the, isn't it the day after the Lower Decks episodes air? I think it's on the 8th uh, and Lower Decks premieres on the 7th. So you'll be you'll be watching something you already saw unless you don't watch it. Are they? Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. I did. The, I did see uh, as Joe was talking about the yeah. the celebration of animate Star Trek animation, and it was like a poster or, or some artwork that they put out, and it had like Mariner and you know the uh, TAS Spock and some other stuff on there. So well, on Twitter, a lot of people are very angry about it too because it's a celebration of Star Trek animation, and guess what show. They didn't mention or put any representation of. Would that be Star Trek the Animated Series or would that be Prodigy? Prodigy. Yeah. Prodigy is man just ignored. Why would they do that? I, I That was such a good show for everybody, I think, for the most part. I don't understand why. Well, I, but, but I'm not surprised that they wouldn't show up because. They canceled it. Paramount. So they, it's like, yeah, we canceled it and we're going to keep showing it. That, that, that doesn't. No, I mean, uh. I don't understand why they treated the whole show like that. You know, uh, you'll have to ask the bean counters as they say, I guess so. What happened to that? I think but, it was a foolish decision. If for no other reason that they can no longer call themselves the home of everything, Star Trek anymore. Right. It's like that, that branding is out the window now. And, and it can never, can never be again until they get it back. If they yeah. decide to, which they could somewhere down the road. But, um, well, okay, so we've got well, this animation thing going on, mm-hmm. and we have the talk at Johns Hopkins. <laughs> so we've got something going on in eight cities that some people can go to, and something going on in a lecture hall that people have to make an undetermined contribution to to see. <laughs> right. Anything else happening? Well, yeah, yes. It, okay. Okay. There's there's going to be a special on Friday, September eighth, hosted by Jerry O'Connell um on Paramount Plus. But here's my question. Is this pre recorded? Because how could Jerry O'Connell be promoting Star Trek right now when yeah. SAG is on strike? Well that's well, the here's my uh, question. But that was what I, <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna ask. Well when I first thought about Star Trek Day uh, today, I saw the Jerry O'Connell uh artwork and he was i was like i wonder how that how that's going to go because when discovery came out you know they started it's like star trek day kind of ramped up there for a little while and they were making it a bigger thing a bigger thing and then last year it was kind of like a lesser thing a little bit wasn't cool and they didn't like drop a bunch of stuff and then this year i was like how are they gonna uh promote anything without without the actors you know they're gonna have cardboard stand-ups stand-ups well, I remember last year the uh, the complete disaster of you know having the, the the musical artist around the corner couldn't see what was going on yes. and yes. Every, everything was so disorganized. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that the the, the hosts were the people that were holding that show together, really. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's you know because we had ones where there was orchestras playing you know medleys of Star Trek stuff. Yeah, and, it kind of went and kind of yeah. dropped off. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what how they're going to do it. So, oh, what were you going to say, have, Jay? 
Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I've been saying for months now, uh, I, I had a suspicion, and, and I'm still convinced that I would have been right uh, had there not been a strike. Uh, but I've been predicting for months now that Star Trek Day, we were going to get an announcement of Star Trek Legacy as a series. Uh, people uh, kept saying, well, how come they haven't announced this? How come they haven't announced this? Uh, and I said, probably can't cut deals. Yeah, they're going to wait till Star Trek Day. Star Trek Day, you'll get that announcement. I bet you anything, Star Trek Day, we hear that. But then the strike happened, and uh, I noticed Alex Kurtzman put out a, like a tweet or a message the other day where he said, hey, regarding Star Trek Legacy, we hear you. We hear you loud and clear. Mm. And I'm like, I wonder if that was his placeholder because um, <laughs> because they can't announce anything on Star Trek Day. Yeah, because I bet they can't. <laughs> if, and, uh, I'm sure some deals were already made with actors but uh you know all that's obviously on on hold well as far as announcing it goes they could announce it um they being the producers or somebody could announce it mm -hmm. that, it was, that it was coming they wouldn't be able to give you a date because who knows but only if deals had been signed right and, and that's <laughs> right but yeah deals deals being but signed i bet when is, they um <clears throat> oh go ahead. go ahead well i was gonna say during during picard I bet they were they were like okay, uh, talking you know, setting up. They were probably already setting up uh, some of those deals already because they had Jerry Ryan there and everybody. So, you know, I bet they were like, oh, this is going really good. Maybe we should go ahead and set this up because I, 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 I wholeheartedly believe that show is going to come. When I don't know, from, but from what I've heard. Um, and obviously this is all, you know, rumor mill whisper down the lane stuff, but from what I've heard, the reaction to Picard season three caught them with their pants down, uh, because it was their biggest success. It, it cracked the like Nielsen top 10, which none of the other Star Trek shows had done. I, I, the word is like, they thought this was finished. This mm -hmm. is done. And Terry Metalis kind of snuck in a little, Hey, here's a spinoff idea. And then Twitter went crazy with Star Trek legacy, Star Trek. And from what I understand, the producers who thought their next big thing was going to be Starfleet Academy were yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and, th and that's a situation we've been in before because even though they kind of in their back pocket thought about, you know, having a series with, um, with with pike they weren't really sure and all of a sudden it it was just at this groundswell of like we want that and we want that yesterday that everything else got shoved backwards mm -hmm. that's kind of one of the reasons why section 31 got shoved behind and eventually kind of disappeared as a as a series well, well it reduced from a series to a movie right so now you could be doing you know if you do that again you're basically doing the same thing with you're already doing your planning on Starfleet Academy and all of a sudden it's going to be like, okay, all full stop on that. Mm -hmm. We got to ramp up on, you know, legacy instead, in which case you lose all the creatives and all that stuff that you're putting into to that. So now it's becoming more of um, an issue for Paramount plus because they're trying to have to be really smart about, how they select the stuff that they're going to be showing and they make those deals out ahead of time to, you know, to nail everything down. If they're going to, I don't know, I'm not sure how easy, is, I'm not sure how easy it is going to be for them to pivot mm -hmm. as much as they could 
in the past on this stuff. That will be interesting to see. Yeah, it's not like they're making YouTube videos. They could just make one tomorrow. It takes a long time to, I mean, setting the strike and everything aside for a second. It would still take them, you know, what, a year and a half to to get it going or get it uh, done. So. At the same time, though, they also have strange new worlds to show them. This is the kind of success you have when you have a show on the air that the fans literally demanded. Like, mm-hmm. We want this show because um, I, I like Discovery. I think I think we all like Discovery, but there's mm-hmm. no question. Strange New Worlds has been much more warmly embraced. Oh yeah, I believe so. And that that leads us right into our next subject yeah. as we the, the history of the the current state of the Trek first, and that is Strange New Worlds. Uh, I, for those of you who are watching the video, I have images up, at least one image from every episode this season, most cases more than one, to kind of give an overview of what happened yeah. in the season. We have everything from uh, the, the first episode where you get to see for the first time Chapel and, and Benga taking the green stuff yeah. and the introduction of Pelia mm-hmm. in that episode. We have uh, Una on trial. We have... Laan and alternate universe Kirk yep. and the Romulan killing Kirk. Uh, we have the, uh, the yeoman who got trapped on the planet where you can't remember things about the past. I've got um, Ortegas there with I fly the ship. <laughs> right. The, uh, the conscious uncoupling of T'Pring and Spock going on there, as well as the hookup of Spock and Chapel. Hello. Yeah, the the reappearance of Hammer as a scary ghost. Uh, Sam Kirk, who suddenly started to appear in every episode <laughs> yeah. at, at this point, he was renewed. <laughs> uh, the the meeting up of uh, of Spock and Kirk for the first time. Of course, the lower decks crossover. Uh, the uh, the flashback to the war, the Klingon war, and then Menga's. Uh, uh, Tossle a uh, little, uh, little fight there, a little uh, thing going on there with the Klingon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the musical with different people giving out their different emotions in the musical, and then the Gorn uh, attacking again. And we end with the beam up to the Gorn ship and to be continued. So that's a lot to pack into 10 episodes. It was a lot, and I, I think, um. I have to get listener Dan to, to give us our ratings, but historical data. But I have a feeling that this this season is probably the highest rated season that we we rated, you know, on this show. I, it has to be because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was well, so consistently good. How about you, Joe? Man, I'm, I thought this season was fantastic. I, I really liked last season. I thought it was a good show last season. This season blew last season away. Mm-hmm. It, it it was just it was just nonstop. Uh, I see a lot of people online complaining about him, but I think Paul Wesley has really grown uh, into Kirk. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, we, we saw alternate Kirk the first couple times, but when he made his appearance as proper Kirk. I'm like, he, I'm, I'm, I'm digging this guy. I mean, it's, I'm, he's no Timothy Oliphant, but who is, um, <laughs> he can sing about uh, his duties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got, it's been, it's been great that we get, we got that, that musical episode, which I, that goes in my like 
greatest top 10 Star Trek episodes of all time. Absolutely. The, the Lower Decks one, man, the, the, you know, I love Lower Decks, but it basically would make <laughs> Boimler was us. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. here's what would happen if the yeah. audience gets on the Enterprise. You know, yeah, that was one of the Trek nerds. that that episode could have gone wrong or really right, and it went really right. Even my wife, who has not seen Lower Decks, not really into animation like that, but she was like, that was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> when I had to give her just a little bit of backstory about you know who the animated characters that she was looking at were, and then she was. She was totally fine with it. It was a great episode. Even the musical she liked. Hmm? I was a little surprised it started with animation. Like I, I thought um, that we were going to see those characters translated to live action from start to finish. Like I thought, um, you know, it's the same characters, but they're just, they're on a live action show now. So now they're live action. So when we started off in animation, I was like, Oh, I was not expecting this. And then they well, pulled a fast one on you and showed them as animated characters. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was to establish for people that are not familiar with lower decks. So when they see it, they go, Oh, okay. These characters are going over. You know, they may not know them as their animated characters at all. Well, I think also that, a lot of people online that I've seen say, well, I d- haven't really watched Lower Decks. I really mm-hmm. like Strange New Worlds, but I think I'm going to start watching Lower Decks. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But uh, you can, there. I think it's pretty evident uh, and you can see it in any of the interviews with the, with the actors from this show where they just, they said they really uh, have a good time on the set and enjoy putting together this show. And I think it really shines especially in this season because last season was good and it was ramping up. Remember the, uh, as they were filming this season, ep- uh, season one was getting really good reviews and that kind of amped them up. And of course they had the, um, some really good, especially Spock moments, you know, the whole, the whole ensemble, the whole thing, uh, really worked. Yeah, and I can I can imagine the the cast really loving this show because, especially as we said in this second season, you know you you're well. I'm not really. I don't like doing this type of episode. Well, wait, next week we're not going to do this type of episode. Yeah. We're not going to do anything close to that type of episode next week. That's right. It's it's going to be a a time travel one, or it's going to be a musical one, or it's going to be one with ghosts, or it's going to be one, you know, where somebody's going crazy, or it's going to be one with, with Gorn or animated characters or you name it. And I, I give an honorable mention to the backstreet Klingons. Those, yes. I, lo- I actually wanted to see a whole, you know, like a uh, YouTube special where just them doing their thing, their whole song. Uh, that'd be funny. You know, I'm I'm checking our group chat that that we have privately because I was about to make a joke and I'm like, I wonder if I got the joke from one of you guys before I That's okay. before I parrot your own joke back to you. That's all right. I was gonna say, yeah, uh, did you hear they had to change the lyrics to Spock's song "I'm the X"? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I I, I <laughs> say, no, I did not hear that. Did Did I get it from you, Clinton? Was that your joke? No, I, saw, I remember saw it, one of those things, but uh, um, yeah, the joke this. The song was originally called I'm the Twitter. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the ex, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. So do Wait. we do we feel that um, Strange New World still has that new Starship smell to it? Even though we're going on a couple of years now with I, the show? I, I think I'll, it's got something better. I think, I think it's, it's got, got some. I'll oh, go ahead, Joe. Oh, I was going to say it's got that old comfy sweater now. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah. I think this is probably, uh, I was trying to think of another Star Trek uh, series, but that went from start to comfortable in a, such a short fashion, like TNG, you know, it took about three seasons where it really got its legs. Um, and of course TOS, they were the start. So it kind of made it up as they were going. So, but, yeah. but this one is like, once you get in, you settle in, uh, about halfway through season one, you're like, Oh, this is really good. And then here it's like, yeah, like you said, a comfortable sweater. Now we've introduced another TOS character this season. Mm-hmm. So we we have Scotty. So we've we've seen Kirk, Uhura, and Scotty. And in the discussion with uh, the producers, they said, you know, we'll we're, we'll admit it. We can be greedy. We'd be more than happy to have the show kind of eventually get into the time where it's Kirk's Enterprise somewhere down the road. You know, they weren't saying like, that's the plan for next season. They're just saying that, you know, yeah, yeah, we'd be happy to stick. So I know some people were taken aback that we've already got Scotty in this thing, but we're only talking about like, was it five years until Kirk is in charge of the Enterprise? So you have to start getting some of these people on board, if you will. I would like to see them in this whole season or series. Right when Kirk is promoted and he sits down in the chair and it goes to black. You know. That, and would that, you like to see a TOS reboot after that finale? Um I have to see how it shakes out a little closer, but I would I wouldn't turn it down. Uh, I think I could go for that. How about you, Joe? If it happened, I'd watch it. Yeah. But oh, I'm for sure. Not, I'm not enthused by it. Uh, you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather that they, um, and I, I apologize. I don't want to segue too soon. Uh, but we do know that we're getting some, um, streaming movies, uh, right. coming down the pike. And I wouldn't mind, uh, if we got these guys doing TOS era Kirk Enterprise movies, sort of like the, the, the Kelvin timeline, only cheaper. <laughs> cheaper you know paul wesley i don't think commands a chris pine salary or a timothy mm-hmm. oliphant salary yeah not even, yeah, not even <laughs> timothy oliphant no i don't know I, uh, I could probably go for it what do you what do you think clinton um the series or the or the movies well or either, either one both. Yeah, both. Okay. yeah um i'm not as thrilled about the series because i feel like other people have said there's so much universe. There's so many things you could be telling as far as, you know, Trek stories go, different ships, different eras. To spend that much time in the TOS era when there's, there's these other giant spaces, I would, I think I'd rather after the show is over that we, we go to one of those places mm-hmm. um, and explore something new. Uh as far as a, um, a streaming movie event, yeah, I would be down for that because that can be a story set in that time period with those characters or a string of them, you know, a year or two apart or something like that. That's fine. But we're going to have a limited amount of time, limited resources, and to be re-going over the same ground again, 
it just seems to be a bit of a waste to do so. Well, I have an uh, an idea. Okay, so say so they 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 get up they end the season like I said with Kirk finally sitting in the chair and goes to black. What if the next year season or not season, but the next uh, iteration uh, or series was um, how the TNG crew got to the point of being on the enterprise. Like, you know, them count I guess you kind of see where they, they come together um, and uh, encounter at far point, but like stargazer, you know, uh, stuff like that where um, Riker serving somewhere else and, Picard serving on the Stargazer and things start gelling. You know, maybe maybe Riker is always on the Stargazer like like Kirk is always on the Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why are you on my ship so much? Um, come on, I'm just meeting you now in kind of Farpoint, yet I've known you for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. But how would what would you think about a series like Strange New Worlds, but leading towards TNG or you know, maybe a Cisco? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm kind of ambivalent about that one because I like Strange New Worlds so much that it, you know, it's intriguing from that standpoint. I think it, it kind of though falls back to that same point I was making before that, again, you've got a you've got a hundred year space between the end of the original series mm-hmm. and Encounter at Farpoint. Sure, and it's never been covered. We did, we haven't seen you know. C. You know, this, how about the adventures of C that end tragically at the very end of that, right? And suddenly there's your last episode of that would be all of a sudden Tasha Yar is on the ship or something. And right. like just so I, I, I feel like there's so many stories to tell and you want to expand that universe. And you don't want to make the universe feel like it's all boxed into just the cruise of an enterprise. Right, right. I get it. Okay. Maybe they should hire you as a writer. (laughs) Maybe they should. Yeah. (laughs) I'm on strike. (laughs) You're on strike. That's right. What were you going to say, Gary? Uh, Joe, excuse me. I I was was just going to say, I I kind of agree. I, I, uh, I'll, I'll watch whatever they do. You know, I'll get, you know, at least give it a fair shot, but sure. Um, if they wanted to do young Picard on the stargazer, okay, I'm going to tune in, but, uh, it's not my top choice for what I'd want to see next. No, I was just throwing it out there as an idea. Nope. Yeah. Oh, by you the way, huh? You, I got to get Chris on the phone for you. So hold yeah. On. Oh, wait, he's already calling right now. <laughs> um, so one of the things that, uh, I don't, I don't see it in your bullet items, uh, was that they announced they're going to play a couple episodes of strange new worlds on CBS. This fall. Ah, so they're doing the same thing they did with Discovery. Yeah. Uh, so the reason that they do that is because that indicates that that CBS is running out of content. Yes. And they just stretch their content. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they show the stuff from Paramount Plus that people that don't have Paramount Plus have never seen. Yeah. So they can premiere it on network television. Right. And Discovery didn't do all that well. Um. I think also, I think one of the reasons is because it was random that it just kind of showed up. Well, also I, I didn't think it was a great idea and we can go back and we can go back and listen to the footage, but I don't think it was a great idea when remember the, really the first three episodes were kind of, uh, one story where well, the whole thing was a story, but the first two episodes were kind of by themselves 
And then they skip forward when you got uh, Burnham's and Shackles and right. everything starting off. So it was like you watch the first two episodes, then, oh, by the way, you got to go subscribe to get that third episode well, and start getting into well, it. Well, actually, it was, it was worse than that because it was just the first episode. The second episode, you already had, you had to have Paramount Plus yeah. to watch. Yeah. So and Was it? Stronger, I thought they aired both of them. No, oh, maybe it was no, just the one. Okay. Just the first one. But it was the same night. It was the same night. It was, you can log on to Paramount yep. Plus. Oh, that's right. CBS All Access at the time. Right. Now to see part two. And the thing is that we discussed at the time that the second episode is the stronger episode. It really should have been on television mm-hmm. to hook people more. Because the first one was all set up for the second episode. Right. Part of the problem, uh, like when they aired Discovery uh, on uh, network television, is number one, it was already a couple years old. It was already out on DVD and Blu-ray. So anyone who was interested could have seen it on Paramount Plus. They could have seen it on Blu-ray. And on top of that, Star Trek has never, going back to NBC in the 60s, it has never done well on network television because it's niche programming. Um, The network's... The, the, the core, it's procedurals. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the key audience wants to watch cops and lawyers figuring so stuff they should out. So they should, they should have shown <laughs> Enterprise instead say, look, it's that guy from NCIS. He's the <laughs> Yeah, he trick people. <laughs> <laughs> right. NCIS Enterprise. <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's talk. We were talking a bit about this earlier. So let's talk a bit about good old Paramount Plus. Oh, yeah. And, um, and all of the streaming, by the way, I'm sure everybody's now got their notification about their price increases. So that's good. Even as people that are on that, um, that legacy plan, we got our increase as well. Really? To, how, mu- yep. how much did they bump it up? Went up, went up by a dollar. Oh. oh, that's right. I think everybody's went up by a dollar or something like that. All right. Well, now plus you got Paramount Plus Showtime. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you got a little more content in there. So the, the the streaming services are starting to tighten their belts, as we know. Uh, they're all doing this. We, we've got peop, we've got uh, services dropping content. Uh, Disney Plus is is doing that, and, and Netflix even does that. Drop stuff out. Amazon, HBO. And everybody's looking at their budgets. Mm-hmm. And my question is: Okay, we're going to start trimming budgets left and right. Do we think that? Upcoming live action shows are going to have a bit more of, oh, let's call it, isn't it convenient that this episode takes place on a world that looks just like Earth, you know, just like <laughs> we had in that episode? Or or there's a parallel Enterprise or a creepy episode where everybody's missing from the Enterprise except the person, so you can still do a bottle episode, but it seems different. You're just paying one actor. <laughs> just trying to shave that. Because you think about episodes of Discovery. Discovery was never... A show where you didn't, where you said, where did they spend the money? Oh, yeah. It was all on the screen. Everything was big. Mm-hmm. Everything was special effects. Everything was new. Everything was huge. And I'm just wondering, those were the heydays. And I've got a feeling the heydays are over for this type of stuff. I don't mind them making smaller shows. When I say smaller, like, trying to find a way to do something a little cheaper, you know, as long as they're creative about it. And I think, and they do a good job. I'm fine with that. I don't think it needs to be all big and motion picture-y all the time. 
I've heard conspiracy theorists uh, say that's why Picard season two took place on uh, Earth in the in the present. It was a time travel because, oh, they can cut the budget then. They just, you know, have them. But uh, I, I mean, I don't know. As long as the scripts are good, mm-hmm. as long as the writing's good, I yeah. don't really care. <laughs> You're right. That's what and we were just talking about watching Babylon 5 again, you know, with all the old effects. Um I don't that that doesn't bother me. Um well I think I think the thing that hundred percent the reason I say how do you feel about it is because often you could tell when an episode of any of the Trek series was doing an episode that was meant to save money. Oh yeah. And yeah, I don't want that to become the norm that what they're doing is they're doing an episode where we don't have to leave the ship. We don't have to have the entire cast. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do that. And it's it it stands out as that was a weird episode. Well, it also stood out because they actually said, "Oh, well, they redesigned it as a Midwest yes. town." I was like, yes. "Okay, I got it." <laughs> they um, yeah. a lot of those episodes though ended up becoming fan favorites. Like Data's mm-hmm. Day was a bottle episode, and uh, I know people loved that episode. So oh, Clinton know. loved it. It's, I loved it or didn't love it. <laughs> I don't think you loved it. Do, no, am, I re- am I remembering right? Uh, I don't think I had an, an opinion about Dana's oh. Day. Oh, I thought it's you the said dan- the dancing doctor. <laughs> That's right. I thought that I thought that was one of those episodes, Clinton, that you said that you didn't like the day in a life kind of thing. No. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't mind life things. Oh, um, I'll blame it on Chuck because he's not here. There you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> the other thing that's happening is we're starting to thin out the number of Trek shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone from the heyday of five was our maximum. Now we're down to what? Uh, two? Really? Well, two with a promise of a third. Discovery, I'm counting, is being finished. Yeah. So you have two shows. Oh, yeah. Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds. And down the road... You'll have Starfleet Academy or Legacy, which you know whichever you're going to have, and a movie event right. happening. Mm-hmm. So I know when we were at that maximum of five, when we had literally almost an entire year of a new episode of Trek every single week. People were saying, "Oh, we're going to burn out. It's going to be you know, so you, you got to be really careful about that. It's going to be too. well. Now we're going to be swinging the pendulum the other direction." Yeah, we heard you. Yeah, we heard you. So we canceled everything. Yeah. You get and one episode that, a year. Yeah. Techni- that, technically, Prodigy is continuing. They're they're just but not, not on, just not on Paramount Plus. Right. So, so what are they gonna do a third season? Third, well, well that depends, I guess, on whoever picks it up. Right. Whoever okay. Picks it up, I guess that gets that option. <laughs> yeah. Well and uh, yeah, I, I didn't I, I was kind of in that boat where I you know, of course I love Star Trek and, uh, but I was like, I don't know if it, it was going to work having so much, like you said, I, I was kind of worried about, uh, about it being, you know, saturating the market, so to speak with much of Star Trek, but it didn't really pan out that way. But I, I would, if it continued like that, I would be worried if it was too much. Uh, so I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, as Joe said, I'd still watch it if they put it out there for me. 
But I like the. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I like the fact that all the shows are very different from each other. That's We're true. Not getting a lot of repeat. That it's actually like, helped. It's I think. Not like CSI, where yeah. it's just the same show in a different city. Yeah, and I think that <laughs> helped a lot. Conver- yeah. We've had conversations about how plots seem to reoccur in the shows. You know, around the same time, or like vaguely familiar, vaguely similar plots between like lowered the ending of Lower Decks and the ending of Picard and. The, that type of things where the oh look well actually it was a triple thing right because you had Picard where something takes over the fleet takes over the fleet you had lower decks where all the ships become sentient and just go rogue by themselves yeah and you had Prodigy where all the ships were taken over you know all within the space of a, you know like a couple of months <laughs> of each other uh, somebody reused that trope and they supposedly talked to each other so I don't know hmm. Uh, now, Craig, you were also talking about you had heard, and I couldn't find anything on this, but um, I can't find everything. Uh, <laughs> that there was some word out there that somebody was kicking around the idea that instead of having as many shows, they would have fewer shows but longer seasons. Yes, uh, I even saw that uh, in regards to lower decks. You know, we're like, well, why don't we have twenty episodes? It was one of the. Um, I thought I sent you the link, uh, but I, I saw that too. Yeah, they were, I, you know, and <laughs> Hey, who wouldn't have been happier with, uh, 20 episodes of this season of Strange strange new worlds. I don't know. I, I kind of like this because you like the if, 10 you think back to, if, you, if you think back to next generation, look, we all love next generation, but how many completely unmemorable, totally average episodes of next generation. Right. Uh, They're giving us 10 killer episodes a year. Yeah. Uh, And we're not getting the masterpiece society or, or, you know, things like that. Or, you know, the ones that you're like, when you're doing a rewatch, you're like, Oh, I, 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 can I skip this one? I can't wait for the sub Rosa uh, retelling. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I mean, I would have loved to seen more, but at the same time, I think you're, I think you're right. I like the, uh, I do like the 10 episodes and they did pack a lot in these episodes, which really felt like more than, more than tens worth of content, but. Which is weird because, um, if you recall the first, was it the first two seasons of discovery, mm-hmm. I think the first season was 13 episodes and the second was 12. Like don't quote me on that, but I, they were long, they were more than 10 and then it settled down to 10. 10 is an arbitrary number, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't it be 12 or, you know, something like that. But yeah, the, the thing that I found is that I started to get whiplash, you know, during the heyday is like, Oh, look, we have to shift our mental gears from Picard to lower decks. And that's, that's like putting the car into reverse, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially like, you know, the second season of Picard. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, okay. Like, can I guess have like a few minutes? Nope. Nope. We're going to show the last episode of Picard and the first episode of lower decks right, at, right after each other. <laughs> well, like, no. well, if it, the, the other one problem we did call out about Picard, remember, uh, even when it had what, 10 episodes, they were stretching some stuff and it was like a lot. So if even if they had 15 episodes, boy, would have been sitting there watching them sitting on the couch, you know, uh, or in a chair. I 
I know it's not the way Hollywood works, but it would be better if they had the script broken out mm-hmm. and they said, Oh, look, it comes out to eight episodes. Okay. Right. Eight episodes. It is. Yeah. Well, and that that's that. There was, yeah, well, there's a lot of, there was a lot of filler stuff. And by the way, discovery had 15 in the first season, then, then 14, then 13, and then 13 again for season four and season five will have 10. I kind of wish season four had 10. Yes. Well, (laughs) yeah, I think that was another one that they, you know, it was like taffy. They, they pulled a taffy on us, stretching it out. we we called out a couple of those like the, I called them just the side quest episodes just to um, <laughs> that's right yeah serve no other purpose and then there's a lot of times where uh, I feel like they're spinning our wheels like I always say Star Trek P- uh, Picard season one how many episodes were there five were there ten episodes of season mm-hmm. season one of Picard yep yeah we were on like episode four. And he was still putting his team together. He was still putting and his I'm boots like, on. <laughs> I'm like, man, we're almost at the halfway point of the season and you don't even have a full crew yet. I yeah. Mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was another I, stretching I, moment. I hear people complain like a lot of these Disney plus shows, the star Wars shows, the Marvel shows, people will be like, oh man, they only gave us six episodes. And I'm like, good. If they've only got yeah. six episodes of story, give me six episodes. Don't right. give me uh, 10 exactly. episodes. Just, just so you have a number. Yeah. No, y'all are, y'all are absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, again, season two of strange and worlds. I was so good. I would watch another 10 episodes, but I, I would rather them give us 10 quality episodes than 20 where half of them were okay. Well, I think one of the, one of the reasons that the number may have a, a finite number is because when you add another episode, you're not adding another week's worth of post-production. So the more episodes you add to the season, the longer the gaps between seasons is mm-hmm. going to be. Well, I also remember these, these shows, all the Star Trek shows we've talked about all have large casts, you know, so there there's money and you got to fit it into the, the box of what you can afford. And as you said, spread out your story, right? So, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll down the road, we'll see if the other Star Trek series, barring Prodigy being the exception, but uh, if they can get past the five-year curse, and uh, not not quite sure five-year curse, not sure that's going to happen. Only, but well, speaking of which, we've got we've got a show that's coming up that it's going to be in its fourth season already. Which just seems hard to believe that Lower Decks is going to be doing its fourth season. Seems like we were just celebrating that they got a second season. <laughs> now they're four. So, are people excited for more Lower Decks? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a gem. I love it. The, now, this, this show surprised a lot of people, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, this is one of the situations where this could have gone gone totally sideways or on the other on the other end of the spectrum and i think it's been on that other good end of the spectrum well let's face it i mean you're at that point your only reference for animated trek was star trek the animated series Mm -hmm. which was a mixed bag i mean there were some good stories in there there were some clunkers in there and the animation was rudimentary 
And so, speaking of speaking of cost cutting, yeah, (laughs) I'm a huge filmation fan though. So it's I I'm I'm a mark for that because I love you know I grew up with He Man. I'm I'm a huge fan of filmation. Thing I remember most about filmation is everybody's end credits go by like boom, 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 boom. And then that Filmation logo just spins around and around yeah, and right. around and around. Okay, we get it. We get it. <laughs> well, just like everybody else, I grew up watching Star Trek when I was younger. And then there was the, uh, well, for me, it was a small gap because I was born in 69. My dad was in Vietnam. When he came home and they started to do reruns, I was a little older, so... We all watched, you know, TOS, TO, yeah, TOS really new together. So it was, it was special to me. And then of course, later on Saturday mornings, Oh, Star Trek on the cartoons. I was, I was to- totally down for that. So I was, I was also, uh, a, a mark for that one. Now, yeah. do we think, do we say lower deck still has a new starship smell to it? Oh, I think so. I, I don't know. I don't think it feels new anymore, but oh. I, uh, I still love it. Well, um, when I say yes, I mean like it still has that freshness to it. I think it's uh, still a good show. Now, do you feel like Lower Decks would be a better fit for a 20 episode season? Half hour shows, mostly, um, you know, they're episodic. I could see that. I, I actually could see that. Yeah. With the, uh, the half hour format and, uh, if they could keep the humor up, I mean, well, and they have a lot to mine because there's a lot, a lot of old tracks. So I don't know, maybe. Do, do you know what I've always wanted to know about lower decks though? And I've never gotten a good answer. Uh, I have a friend who oh, he's never watched it, but he, oh, he's not a Star Trek fan, but he loves Rick and Morty and he loves mm-hmm. solar opposites. And mm-hmm. he loves a lot of the shows that, you know, um, what's his name mike mike mcmahon yeah had worked on previously so he always told me he's like well i don't like star trek but i want to watch this because i like mike mcmahon's work and i keep telling him please do please watch it because yeah. i want to know if this show is it at all accessible mm-hmm. to someone who's not a star trek fan i think because it can be star trek the jokes the inside jokes come so fast i i don't know if anyone could watch this if they don't know star trek Right, because it's a hard hard thing to tell whether or not the in-jokes don't matter to the story, therefore you, you just kind of blow them off, or they or they have some kind of bizarre, well, I guess that makes kind of sense type of thing to them, or are they making it like a foreign language that you can't break through? I, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, when I watched it, I thought some of the inside jokes, it's almost like Shrek. You know, they had some almost adult level jokes that the adults would get, but the kids wouldn't, but they still, everybody would still enjoy the show. Mm -hmm. I I have a feeling that to a large extent, this is probably is like that because they, you go, Oh, that's a so-and-so and and then make a joke about it. Uh, but the joke was set up inside the show. So I think, I think a lot of it still works. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested to see his feedback. Here's your friend's feedback, Joe. Cause I think, I think about something like, when Boimler just goes nuts during that recruitment uh, uh, thing. And, <laughs> and he's rattling off all these things right. that we know exactly what he's talking about, 
But is somebody on the outside just going, oh, he's just rattling on and on about stuff yeah. and he's just gone crazy? <laughs> yeah. Or I, what is he even talking about? I don't get any of this. So well, that's, you know, that'd be interesting to. I think all three of us cannot be objective when it comes to that kind of question. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, absolutely. But I, I just it's, seems it's, like it. But it's kind of like on, on Strange New Worlds when they guest start on Strange New Worlds because on Lower Decks they do the same thing, but nobody comments on it. Nobody mm-hmm. like is there to give the commentary. But like when they're like, oh, I thought you might have ended up in a uh, post-apocalyptic uh, San, San Francisco, Francisco during the during a riot. And yeah. number one just goes, their references are all oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And, and yes, and uh, Spock explains one of the jokes going – it is humorous because she don't, normally does not pay attention. Yes. It's, <laughs> right. That is funny. All right. So speaking of animation, let's go on to the state of, well, uh, Prodigy. So is Prodigy in the corner? is, is, yeah, is outside of our, of outside of the, the Paramount Plus family now. It's on its own and it's looking for, looking for a place to be. Although, Definitely uh, CBS and Paramount are still attempting to. What's so funny? No. <laughs> this is the show that gets 20 episodes a season. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Paramount. 20 episodes. That's right. Well, I thought it was, as I'm sure we, we've commented before, I thought it was very odd they probably didn't know that the strike was coming up because if they knew, if they knew the strike was coming up, it would have been so worth it to them to keep this series. 20 episodes we paid for, for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, they, they still can, they can reverse course. I, I have some friends in the industry and they said, all they need to do is whatever tax write off they got. If they give the money back, because Warner brothers is in the same boat with Batgirl. Uh, they, yeah. they give a tax write off and people keep saying if they want to release it, they can, they just got to pay the government back that money. So I think with the online campaigns and everything, we still might see Paramount plus reverse course on this. It is possible. We know yeah, that uh, I, 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 I was not, I could not believe that they, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe just because we don't have privy to the streaming numbers, but I just can't believe they gave this show uh, the treatment like that. And like, eh, let's just. Well, you know them. what I think it is. I think it's. I think it's a failure in everything it was supposed to be. Uh, it was designed um, as a Nickelodeon show to bring children into the franchise. I don't think it's doing that. And I think right. a lot of the adults aren't watching it because they're thinking this is a show for kids. Yeah. Um, I think it's a show that missed its like we all know it's good because we're watching it, but I don't think I think both demographics have basically ignored it because they assumed it was something else. Right. No, I I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, It's because it found, you know, it's niche audience. It it, it lives on Paramount Plus. And so it's kind of where it kind of needs to be. I haven't got any word yet as to whether or not the, the Hagemans have been able to strike a deal or in talks with anybody else specifically about. Yeah. It would be sad if this just went away, you know, after, after the season two that they have in the can, I'd be sad if it just went away. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if nobody picked it up, you'd have to have somebody foot the bill to put it out on DVD or to stream it. Somebody Mm -hmm. would have to have, you know, 
toss money at it to do that. Yeah. And I'm not sure if um, Paramount, that's part of their deal. I think the deal is, look, we got, we promised we would pay for the season and we're paying for the season. We'll help you find another home for it, but we have to wash our hands of it at that point. They, they did fortunately announce a release date for season one, part two on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. So uh, we're at least getting that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So, be, and, and is, so since you can't really, you don't really know where to see it, might be worth picking it up. So, well, you can't see it anywhere right now. Right. So the, the question I have for you is if Prodigy were to show up on a streaming service that you don't have, would the show be enough for you to subscribe to that service to watch? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I wish even if it was only long enough to watch it and then I drop it, I would mm-hmm. do that. I wish they they'd sell it to Showtime. They would just turn right back around. <laughs> <laughs> Come right back. To what if it ends up what if it ends up on Pluto? That's the problem with that. I like Pluto TV. Yeah, I mean, does Pluto show any original programming? I don't uh, know. I, I don't think so. No, but but you know that that's exactly what happened with um, uh, Joss Whedon's show, uh, The Nevers. They sold it to Tubi, and Tubi uh, didn't put it up for streaming like a normal streaming service. They put it on their Tubi equivalent of. Pluto, which is like the a live thing, and it's like, well, you got to be here at noon on Monday. That's when it's airing. Yeah, <laughs> so right. Be, be in front of your to be let's live. See, let's see, Clinton. They got any uh, any uh, new original material? Let's see, Rock for Files. I love Lucy. Andy Griffith. Nope. <laughs> I mean, news completely, but to, yeah. Aside from that, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, did, I didn't. I don't think that they do. They might someplace on one of the channels because they've got like what four million channels on pluto but um not that i know of all right so it's a placeholder now we don't really know what's going to happen with prodigy so we'll move on to starfleet academy yeah it's been kind of quiet on that front it has so once again this is something that was announced announced a while ago and then Nothing, but that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot or could speak volumes because right now their production is clearly had would have to come to a stop with everything else. How far along were they on the show? Had we done any casting on the show? You know, we know less about this than we know about strange new worlds because we knew at least three of the cast members that were going to be in that show Yeah, and where it was going to be set when it was going to be set. With Starfleet Academy, we've all we have are guesses that we assume it's going to be a continuation in the Discovery era based on the press release for the show, but that's all we really know about it. And you know, the, you wouldn't ramp up until you really were set to show some clips or something from the show, but it just I'm torn because in this era of everything, you get everything right away. The fact that you don't get something all the time, little bits about something all the time, raises suspicions that, are you still working on that thing? Because we haven't heard you talk about that thing in a while. 
it's kind of like the section 31 series, you know, you haven't talked about that. Well, Oh no, we're, that's definitely still on track. We're still going to do that. And then no, that's, they'll answer the question, but they won't tell you anything besides that. Just, you know, off. so I don't know. You guys have a feeling that Starfleet Academy is still on track to be a thing. I think it'll happen. Um, I, I just think, I think the strikes holding everything again. When do you announce these things? You've got a couple, you've got Comic-Con, you've got Star Trek Day, you've got Captain Picard Day. Like there's there's a, a first contact day. There's a couple days that they like to yeah. do these drops. And I don't think they uh, were in a position to, to get all their ducks in a row because of the strikes. Because even if they announce it, even if they were like, even if they have stars lined up, it's already signed. It's not like they could bring them out to talk about it right now. No, but they could. Yeah. But they could announce them. True. Right. So um, they could show footage. They could show concept art. They could show anything they wanted to. The you know the the producers. So you would have gotten some glimpse into what was going on. Even right. if it was like building a set someplace, you would have something to go by. It's something to talk about for a while. Look at right? Jerry go with that hammer. He's building yeah, a set. I... <laughs> Watch out, Jerry. You could hurt yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that one is kind of another, <clears throat> we pretty sure it's still going on. We, we believe it's still going to be happening, but uh, you know, kind of, makes you think because the next one is well it was going to be a series and now it's going to be a special movie event i'm down Star i'm actually Trek down Section with that though. i'm down with something different like a movie event i don't because i i wasn't sure well we didn't know enough to know where they were going to go with a whole series based on this so i'm down with I a movie I'm very excited about this yeah. uh, for, for a number of reasons. Uh, I'm more excited about the implications uh, that this has than the Section 31 movie itself. The fact that we are now, th this is on the table, uh, TV movies, movie mm -hmm. events, uh, direct to streaming, it, it opens the doors wide open. Uh, we can get um, new areas of Star Trek we've never seen before. We could revisit old characters. You could do another Next Generation movie if you wanted to. You could do more original series movies. You could do something we never thought of. But there's very little risk because it's it's a one-off. And if it works, you can do more. If it doesn't work, you're, I, I think it's exciting. Yeah. Well, this, this is another question I have in that <laughs> regard then. This is the first special movie event do we feel like there's no real impetus for Paramount to worry about putting Star Trek back on the big screen that, you know, they're concentrating on franchises like the Tom Cruise movies with the exception of this last one, apparently not quite so did not do so well, but yeah. uh, that are the big money makers and that, you know, Trek has always struggled at the box office. I mean, the first JJ verse one again, cause built up, demand for it was the best. And then they, were, they started to have issues and beyond didn't do nearly as well. So are they, do you think they'd be looking at, well, we'll do Star Trek movies as movie events that we have on the service itself. Mm -hmm. I don't does that, know. Does that matter to you? 
if it's on the big screen or not, I guess is the question. Oh, I know to Joe, he loves that theater. Well, I, I always prefer, I prefer everything on the big screen, but, but you don't know that we won't get this on the big screen. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll be a fathom event, you know, mm-hmm. fathom event. Uh, yeah. We'll always do these things for one night only. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they do it, I will be there. I promise you that. Uh, but like you said, the, the movies, the original series movies did very, very well because they were brought in at a budget. And, um, you know, they weren't huge blockbuster films, but they, uh, they, for the budget, they did well. Uh, and we're not getting anything on the big screen right now anyway. So it's like, right. And yeah. haven't in heaven since 2016, which begs the question we've had 13 Star Trek movies on the big screen. This is the first time we've ever had a made for TV movie, Star Trek. Uh, yeah. so is this Star Trek 14? <laughs> Well, that's an interesting question because it's the, it really dep- they're calling it a movie. Really, if you had a two-part episode of Trek, you didn't split it up, it would probably be about the same length as this movie is going to be. Mm-hmm. So is it a movie? Is it a, you know, what? how to define this? Which is why I think they call it a, a special, I think in the, the initial one, a special streaming movie event or something like that. It, was- it, it really all depends on how the movie's made, I think. Because if you watch like the best of both worlds, even if you watch it in, in one shot, it's still clearly television episodes. It's got a television score. Mm-hmm. It's got the black outbreaks for commercials. It's, yeah. it's, but then again, if you watch a movie that's made for Netflix, like the the Christopher Hemsworth uh, extraction movies, yeah. those are movies. Those are those are made as movies. And so, what what will this be? I, we need to see it to find out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and as we discussed, um, what would be interesting because to that point, because I have the service with commercials. Now they're going to treat this as an actual movie, and therefore there will no be no commercial breaks for me as well. Um, we'll, we'll have to see about that. Do they, do they do that? I didn't know that. Um, if you no, watch saying, with well, the they, commercial service, they won't interrupt a movie. I'm trying to think if I've watched the movie on Paramount plus um, per se, I've watched them on using Pluto um, or something where they would have commercial breaks. And one of those ser- uh, services, it says, uh, if you watch all these commercials, you get to watch the movie. I, I was, uh, I've been watching, um, yeah, it was on Paramount because I was watching some of the, uh, um, the Tom Cruise uh, Mission Impossible movies because I hadn't really seen them all. And I was watching them and it said, if you watch these commercials and for, you know, 90 seconds worth of commercials, you get the movie uh, commercial free. I was like, okay. So, so I all went right. and got, I went and got my popcorn and stuff while the, <laughs> while the commercials were playing. <laughs> uh, if you're listening, Paramount Plus, uh, he dutifully watched the commercials. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, ordered all the products, even though one of them was for a car. Yeah. He didn't need one. He ordered, he bought a car. Just, you know. And then first of, first available time, I paused it, then got my popcorn. So just there saying. You go. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So we're, we're coming up to the end here. We've got a couple of stragglers uh, on my list here. Uh, one of them is the official Star Trek conventions that aren't a thing anymore. Yeah, because you know they they get rid of read pop, and then just stopped, and they didn't go back to creation, and Gary and Adam probably weren't worried about going back to them because Star Trek Las Vegas or the fifty seven year mission in this case apparently did fine without it. So 
do we think we're going to be getting any more official Star Trek conventions or because we no longer have that giant bubble of new Trek coming out where they would see this, this is a great vehicle for, you know, doing all this stuff. Now we're going to be down to a series, then possibly a break of like several weeks or, or months, then another 10 episodes, you know, it's, it's not going to be the same flow anymore. So I don't think they view it as so much of a machine for PR. So do you think that we're going to be seeing official conventions anymore? Well, uh, I'm going on one, <laughs> you know, the Star Trek, the cruise, which is kind of a convention a little bit. Not is that mm-hmm. official? Is, does that, is that backed by Paramount? They, they are, the, the logo is on the, um, yeah. The promotional okay. materials. Okay. Yeah. So it's just sanctioned, authorized, you know, sponsored. I'm not sure what the association is. I thought I read that it wasn't going to be a problem on the cruise for some reason, but I'm curious to see how this waters. Yeah, yeah. Our SAG cards aren't good out here anyway. Okay. So, we can't talk about the show while we're in still Miami or we're in yeah. Los Angeles. Okay. International waters. Let's go. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested in how, how that's actually going to play out, but I think I read that it was not going to impact them, the cruise, but uh, we'll see. They should find a loophole where it's like, they could talk about each other's shows, but not their own. So let's like travel back say, in time so we can talk about the show before you could say and ask Kate Mulgrew questions about the original series. <laughs> and you could ask George Takei questions about deep space nine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that wouldn't be confusing at all for anyone. <laughs> that's right. And then the other thing I have on my list is, do you think we're going to, uh, well, I wouldn't say see, we're going to hear Nick Myers announced city alpha five podcast. Yeah. This is city alpha five. Sorry. I was, you know what? It seems like a couple months ago, I, it crossed my mind. and went, hey, we don't think we ever seen that or I didn't know where it was at. So I went looking and all I saw was the announcement from last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. From last Star Trek day. So, because I was ready to check it out. but uh, And we know that he already had the story treatment because he had the story treatment done for a miniseries that he was trying to. Yeah have on you know cbs all access at the time well surely when they announced it it, i mean it can't take that long to make like i like i have some insight on how to make a podcast podcast. (laughs) (laughs) if i only had a little insight on how that works i disagree (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i don't know what what the hang-up on that was yeah so i mean i expected it would be a couple of months and then it would be out I'm gonna I'm gonna go ask uh, Alex Kersman. Hey, what's okay, up with it? Okay. I'll ask him on. Nick? I'll ask him on X. Yeah, Nick. Nick may may know what's going on with it. But um, all right, and that I I have I missed anything in the current state of the Trekverse? Because that was a lot of things. I don't think so. I mean, I didn't um, talk about Discovery itself because it's ending. So that we know what the state of discovery is yeah one thing we did not mention regarding starfleet academy is the 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 rumor mill obviously we we haven't heard this for sure the rumor mill is that it's going to be a discovery follow-up set in the 32nd century possibly with tilly teaching at the academy um 
And I'm up for that because yeah. I think the well, I've been disappointed with the last couple seasons of Voy- of, of Discovery. The idea of them being in that time period farther out than we've ever seen before is exciting, um, and there's a lot of story potential there. And I'd hate to see them lose that time period. But will they have David Cronenberg? That's the question. One can hope. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. Again, the, the inference was from the, the press release, they talk about opening up the doors of the Academy again for the first time in yeah. the century. So it's like, that's pretty much the story we got in Discovery. So that's right. That seems to make sense. So yeah, I'm also what... I'm also just glad that we finally are getting Starfleet Academy because since the 90s, every time they've had a new uh, show coming, the rumor has been Starfleet Academy. So this is uh, this is a case of uh, uh, defecate or vacate the uh, the room. <laughs> yes, <laughs> finally. I like the way you put or, that. Or at least stand up. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this, I mean, Harv Bennett tried several times to get a Starfleet Academy series produced. I know that. Yeah. That's that, uh, that name has been, or the, uh, show title has been floating around for a long time in different so, incarnations. Yeah. I'm sure. It would be interesting, but we don't expect to see that next year and don't expect to see strange new world season. Oh, that was one thing. So do you think in retrospect, it was a bit of a, more of a gamble than they thought to end season two, of Star Trek Strange New Worlds with To Be Continued. No. I mean, you know, a couple of months, you know, for who shot JR or how you're going to get Picard back is one thing, but yeah. we're talking <laughs> like 18 months minimum. What was the point. what was the time difference between who shot JR and then when it came back and they explained it? Oh, it was, it was, the, it was, the it was a long time. Enter, so it was like, yeah, yeah, just over the summer. It seemed yeah. like a long time because everyone was, everyone was talking about it, but it's just over the summer. Yeah, I wasn't really watching the show, but even I was aware of what what happened you know so yeah i don't i know it sucks because i you go okay i get they're doing a cliffhanger but now we're we gotta wait now the cliffhanger is the cliffhanger are we gonna win you know what's it gonna happen everyone's everyone's visibly older by the time the yeah. second part of that one <laughs> happens yeah actually wait a minute i i just had to look this up because i wasn't too sure uh there was a long wait for who shot Jr. Yeah, I think there was. Uh, in the show, I don't know if there was. What when was this? This was seventy-eight, nineteen. No, uh, eight early nineteen uh, eighty. Yeah, I, I don't. Right I don't know what the problem was, but apparently the show didn't come back till November. Okay, November, November. Was there a writer's strike in nineteen eighty? Because uh, they, they didn't come back until November that year. Only thing I can think of is. You want to get your maximum sweeps week. Possible. So they delayed it. Just yeah. to tick people off. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. The time I was watching Dukes of Hazard really before Dallas came on. So that's all that mattered to me. <laughs> all right. Well, it's about time to wrap things up. I uh, appreciate you being here, Crazy Joe. And why don't you? Tell people if you want to plug someplace, now is the time to plug it. Well, uh, I've got a couple YouTube channels, which um, uh, I don't know. I, I got Crazy Joe's Concession Stand, named by Craig. Yeah. Craig, Craig gave us that title. That's right. I, yep. I also do a podcast that's occasionally called Crazy Joe Talks About Stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
accidentally. And, uh, at least it's not this week in Crazy Joe or all about Crazy Joe or the topic is Crazy Joe. Or... Right. And, uh, and, and my main uh, YouTube channel is Crazy Joe Adventures, where I go out and do stuff. It's Crazy Joe does stuff. I watch you. Talks about stuff. Does stuff. Does stuff. Hey, tell us about what you did this last time. I saw a bunch of arcade machines or or something on your video. Or what? What was your video? Your last video about? Oh, uh, on the concession stand. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, I had a background with some arcade machines, oh. but we were talking, we were talking about blue beetle. We were talking about blue beetle and it's box office performance over the weekend, which wasn't strong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the main channel is the crazy Joe adventures channel. Uh, the last video up there is, um, my friend Dave Perillo and I at the ocean city, New Jersey boardwalk, wandering around and trying different food, uh, tacos, pizza, just boardwalk food, seeing who's got the best. Okay. So, there uh, you go. And there's another video that is waiting to be posted. Uh, but I'm waiting for a copyright strike to be settled. Uh, so, but my Shazam two fury of the gods filming locations video Ooh. is just waiting to go live. As soon as Warner brothers determines that the footage I used is indeed, uh, covered under, uh, uh, fair use. Okay. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. And you can find me, Clinton, at Comedy Forecast, all one word with the number four, dot com, where I'm in the middle of this year's big story called Big Shot. And so you can be listening to that. Another episode will be coming out uh, same day this podcast does, Friday. Had to be a big shot last. Oh, I'm no, it's, no, we can't pay yeah. for that. People, people don't understand. I'm sorry, it was off key, so it won't get picked up by the auto sensors. And then I'll have episodes the beginning of next week, but then I'm taking a break because I'm going to Dragon Con. Yeah. And uh, so we'll pick things back up, you know, after September starts up again. Sweet. All right. All right. And how about you, Craig? All right. So uh, you can find the absent Chuck and myself over at the Topic is, uh, top, topic is Technorama. The Topic is Trek. Wow. That's a- <laughs> yeah. Technorama. Uh, go search for Technorama podcast. We've been running for a long time and uh, it's still. F- Feels like fun, and nobody's canceled us, so we're we're going to keep going. Uh, so you can go search for Technorama Podcast in Google or any of your podcast catchers, and uh, you you should be able to find us. All right, sounds good. But all that said, it's time to hit the theme, boys. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend about it and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on. The site formerly known as Twitter at the topic is Trek. <laughs> visit our Facebook page or visit the topic is Trek.com. Until next time, on behalf of Chuck, Crazy Joe, Craig, and myself, I'm Clinton, thanking you for listening. And as we always say here on the topic is Trek, don't, don't put on, on the red, red shirt. 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 Excellent. really should practice that. <laughs> <laughs>